I started angel investing at the end of 2020. The opportunity just presented itself and it was such a compelling company that I just did it. Uh, and since then I've done about five deals and each of them have been about five to $10,000. So it's starting to become a significant chunk of my net worth. And I always knew at the back of my mind that it's not the best use of funds. Like I am a seasoned investor in the stock market and I know that I shouldn't be speculating so much because I don't have that much of an itch, but I do have smart friends. Anyway, I think that it's worth discussing the problems with angel investing as it's starting to become more popular. And I thought that this discussion between Cody Sanchez and Sean Perry was very intellectually honest. So here it is. Angel investing is largely dumb. Is that painful because we both are angel investors too? And you have a rolling fund? No, I actually say this often and people are like, you have a rolling fund. And I'm like, yeah, of, of all my investment types that I do, this is, I would say, the worst one. But I think it's still good and fun and I do it anyways. But I have two or three better ones that I do besides this. Yeah. So one of my good friends' name is Justin Donald, and we're both pretty obsessed with deal structuring. One of the big, biggest things I have a problem with angel investing is it's too fun. It's like gambling, right? Like you get right. excited about the founders and guess what? Founders are charismatic. That's how they raise millions of dollars. And so you end up getting sold and it's not their fault. And then there's fraud. And I wrote this whole piece about this one guy that we lost $2 million with because he just was super egotistical. He had like big images of himself on the wall, like all this stuff later that I got added to my due diligence questionnaire of like how many images of yourself do you have in your office? <laughs> but but the, the thing with angel investing is this, you need 20, 30, 40 deals for every one to four that are going to go through. And so I think that the other thing that we do a disservice is telling people to invest in angel early on. Once you've made a few million dollars, and I mean that literally, then I think go into angel investing. Or if you're on a path where you're making really good money and you've made at least half a million bucks, then I think you can start angel investing. But until then, let other people lose money and learn from it. You said it. Like you were like, take a you know, DocuSign image of every deal you want to do, write down how you do it, timestamp it so people can see, and then decide later on how good you are at it without burning through a few tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I have a bunch more thoughts there, but I, I largely agree with you. And I would say it's one of those, here's my red flag is in order to talk, in order to justify angel investing, you have to give a blend of reasons. It's, it's really fun. I like learning about the, the future and the market. And these are all true things, by the way. So it is fun. You do learn a shit ton. So it's like an education. You can make great money if it you know pans out as you assemble your basket. You should over, you should, you know, be netting a 20% plus IRR. It just takes a long time. It's a liquid and it's not too much work because you're largely investing in your network that you've already built for 10 years. That's the thing. And so there's like this blended reason. And anytime you have a blended reason, it just really means that there's not one really great reason to do something. And so those are always like suboptimal choices I find for myself, at least whenever I have to come up with a blend. And, and, I, and because I tell everybody this around me, whenever they hear me justifying something with a blended reason, they're like, oh, interesting. So that's a pretty big blend. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we should just not do it. Never mind. Take it all back because I'm giving you this huge list. And instead of just saying we should do this because of X, right, we should invest in this business because it's growing like, like a weed. And um, if it wins, it's going to be this big. That I can get behind. Um, and some angel investments do fall into that. Yeah. But the act of angel investing as like a, a job or a hobby is is it's more like when you describe playing basketball with your friends. Oh, it's great. I get to hang out with my friends. I get a good run in. I get exercise. I, I, it's, I get outdoors. It's like you're giving this blend of reason for doing the, the really fun thing you just really want to do. And you're justifying it 
but the reality is you just want to do it and your brain comes up with reasons afterwards. I think that's uh, exactly right. Yeah. The only caveat I have to that is if you can go later stage deals, which now you can do with a lot of the late stage AngelList yep. syndicates, or if you can structure debt. Like if you can figure out a way where you start earning interest day one on a startup that actually has what's a little bit later stage. And so it has some revenues or you could get into a debt deal that's on some of it factoring of the invoices it has. There's people always think of equity with startups, but lots of startups prefer debt. So do debt with like a equity warrant kicker on it and you can actually make money from day one and then have some equity upside. And that I think is interesting but throw the Y Combinator term sheet out the window because it's not going to be on that. And all that being said, I'm still going to angel invest because uh, it is fun. And it's, it's a hobby that makes money. 